Hello, friends, and welcome to the Kindred Life Podcast. I'm your host, Christine Marie Bailey, a regenerative farmer, author, wife, and mom, and I'm so glad you're here. Join me each week as I share encouraging and faith-filled stories, prompts, challenges, and conversations that will breathe life into your days and moments so you can dig more deeply into a life of connection right where you are. Do you want to live more bravely, purposefully, and connected to the people and tangible experiences that matter most? Then listen in. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Kindred Life Podcast. We are back with part four of the Fall Gathering series, and this has been so fun. I hope that you've enjoyed it. If you're here for part four, hopefully you've been following all along, and I hope that it's been inspiring you to plan your own fall gathering with friends, big or small, outside this season. So today, let's see what's happening on the farm. It is so hot, y'all. It still feels like summer here. And we are like two days away from fall weather. I'm obsessing over AccuWeather right now. That's my weather app of choice. And I'm checking it every single day uh, to see when we're going to get a cool breeze again. But leaves are starting to fall and the grass is starting to be covered with crunchy leaves, but it still feels really hot. So I don't know where you are. Shout out to all my friends in Texas who are thinking that 90 degrees definitely feels like fall. I remember those days. But I hope that you're enjoying the season so far right where you are. So this week on the farm, what's happening, we are about to put up the posts for our new event barn, a huge monumental thing. And I'm in the midst of picking out like lighting fixtures and door handles and all these things I have no idea what to do but I'm really excited and um, we'll definitely be sharing more with you along the way as the barn build um, continues on still harvesting like two giant dahlia bouquets per day Um, it's kind of become a fun rhythm every morning and evening when it gets a little cooler I go outside and harvest another bouquet so Um, I've been, they're pretty much all over my house right now. I'm sharing them with friends and it's coming to that point where it's going to be time to let go soon. I know that's hard. That's hard to look back and see all the beauty that happened in the previous season and to let go and embrace the next season. It's hard for me every single year, but there's always hope. There's hope for what's to come. And it's wonderful to look back and see um, all the beauty that unfolded from all of your hard work and all that you've invested into your own time and your own space and your own life. So let's jump in to part four of the fall gathering series. Just a reminder of what I'm inviting you into this fall. I want you to make a meal together with friends, new friends or old friends. And I want you to enjoy that meal outside around the table together this fall. So we already have three other parts in the series, so definitely go back and listen to those from the beginning if you haven't already. I'm trying to keep them pretty short so they're easy and doable for you to fit into your daily life with all kinds of practical tips and little assignments at the end to help you along the way. So we are going to end this series next week. I cannot believe it's already going to be mid-October. Like, hello, October just started, but um, we have a dinner on the farm this Saturday, and then October 14th is our really big fall farm to table 
dinner here. And so I thought it would be a fun time to end the series when we're embarking on our big fall gathering. So but just remember, this is something you can do anytime this fall. You have lots and lots of days left. So um, keep going. I hope that you're encouraged. And I hope that you're already on the way of planning a simple fall gathering with friends this fall where you can cook together and eat outside and enjoy the moment. Before we go any further, I just want to remind you, I would love for you to share this episode with a friend. So if you can think of anybody that this would be their jam, this would be something that they would be excited about and be encouraged by, will you please think of someone that you'd love to send this episode to? Let's try to get more people on board in sharing beautiful moments around the table together this fall. So far in parts one through three, we have talked about what. What am I calling you into? What is this fall gathering and why is it important? We talked about who. Who do you invite? What do you do when you feel like you don't have anyone to share your table with? If you're wondering that, go back and listen to episode two. And we kind of go through some challenges and excuses and and maybe even some myths that we believe about inviting people into our spaces. And then part three is addressing where. Where do we have these gatherings? Most of us do not have these like incredible event barns or Instagram worthy spaces to gather people, but that's not necessary. And so in part three, we talk through all of the elements regarding where to gather people, what is your space like, and how can you use what you have to invite people in, in a way that is welcoming and even whimsical and fun. Today, we are talking about the food. Finally, we're getting to the food. And this episode might be pretty short because most of what I'm going to share with you guys is kind of the idea behind the menu. But I'm going to give you practical tips and recipes um, that I'm going to link to in the show notes where you can go and actually get some recipes and a pre-planned menu. So that will all be in the show notes of this episode. So be sure to check that out at the end. But the first thing I want to do is I want to revisit the last chapter of my book, The Kindred Life, in the chapter, Your Own Kindred Dinner. And we are now to the section called What to Eat or Make. All right, here are a few options to get you started for your own fall dinner gathering. Number one choose some recipes from this book. So I don't know if you have a copy of The Kindred Life yet, but I hope that you'll grab one. They're available pretty much anywhere online. We also have them online at thekindredfarm.com. And I will even assign it for you if you order it from us. There are 10 recipes in this book that are meant for gathering and for sharing. That's why I put them in there. And these are not fancy chef driven recipes that like my husband would make for his clients. These are home cook recipes. I am a home cook. I am not a a professional chef. So please know that these are these are recipes that are doable. They're a little bit rustic, but they also have a really special element to them that I know that you guys are going to love. So the recipes I've included, they are not fancy and they are not meant to be impressive, but they do require some effort and some time because these things communicate that the people around you matter and preparing a place for someone is a gift that you can give them. The recipes in the kindred life are a few steps above get pizza delivered and throw it on the table with some paper plates and several steps below entertaining on your wedding china. Somewhere in the middle, there is a place for unfancy yet intentional meals prepared with care for and even with 
the people who will be sharing the food around our imperfect tables. And that right there is my philosophy. It's how I cook in my home, and it's what I love the most. Um, Unfancy, yet with an element of care that shows people that you did something to make an effort. And it just makes people feel special. It does. And there is definitely a time and a place for the pizza on the paper plates. Absolutely. But let's go just another step above this time, maybe a little bit more effort. And it doesn't mean you can't still eat on paper plates, but let's just put a little bit more time into it. Let's invest a little bit more into this experience. Okay, another idea for what to eat or make is to ask yourself, do you have a greatest dish? Maybe it's a family recipe or something that you've made for years. Is it your grandma's tomato sauce, your aunt's tamales, your grandmother's fried rice? Choose one or two things that make you feel like home and are always foolproof and make that. So if you listen to the lazy genius Kendra Adachi's podcast or any of her social media, I think she calls it your greatest hits. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure she calls it that. But that's what I'm thinking of here. Like, is there just one dish that you can like knock out of the park and you can make in your sleep and you know it always comes out good? Make that. And you know, the other cool thing is that everybody can do that. If if any, if any everyone you're inviting made the one thing that they love to make and that they're really good at, and you pull that all together, even if it's different cuisines, that is perfect. Okay, the third option is go to bonappetit.com and pick something. Bon Appetit is probably my and Steven's go-to. Um, when we're looking for just an excellent recipe that's been tested, um, they've used the best ingredients, but that's a really great place to start when you're just have no idea where to go. I will also link in the show notes to some of my absolute favorite recipe sites that I have loved for years. And you're going to see a little bit of a trend. It's rustic, it's fresh, it's um, produce driven. These are the kinds of things that I love to cook. So that's kind of the food, but another option that you can do is also ask everyone to bring a beverage to contribute. We don't even plan drinks when we have a gathering here. We just say, everybody bring what you like to drink, and we will have a table full of drinks, and then everyone can partake of whatever is there that they like. So bring a bottle of wine, bring a case of your favorite bubble water, bring a case of craft beer or the makings of a great cocktail, and give each person that's coming kind of ownership over the drinks, and then you just have something to drink it out of. Okay, so if you're not doing a potluck scenario where everyone brings something that they've prepared already at home, here's what I would love for you to do. Prepare the meal together. If you really want to make the entire meal by yourself, at least let the people you're gathering with do something to feel included and invested. And we talked about that a bunch in the last episode in part three. Remember, this is not a performance. People do not want to be entertained. They just want a safe place where they belong. They want connection and to feel seen and known. A couple ideas if you do want to prepare something together, taco bars, salad bars, baked potato bars, baked sweet potato bars. Um, Those are all great options for things that you can do that everyone from like kids to adults love. And it's casual, but it's fun. People can kind of customize it to what they want. Even like a pasta bar, if you 
do a couple different kinds of pasta with different kinds of sauces. But I am going to give you an actual menu that you can use if you don't even want to think about this. You just want to plug and play. So I will do that for you. But just think if you're wanting to customize it a little bit more to your people, those are some of the options that we do. Um, I've even done like taco bars with a taco salad option and you can have like the ground meats, um, the cheeses, all the veggies. And these are also things that people can help with when they arrive is chopping things up and putting them in little bowls. But I think the key always comes back to what can we do to make this doable for you? So the food element is not what holds you back from saying yes to this gathering. That's what I'm trying to do in this whole series. Let's say yes, let's move forward, let's put a little bit of effort into it, but let's not get paralyzed by details and paralyzed by all of these hurdles that convince us that we're just too busy or it's too much effort or it's just not going to work. So let's actually dive into a couple of the roadblocks. Here are some of the ones that I've heard related to food. Number one, I don't like to cook. Okay, that is a valid concern. Number two, I don't know what to make. Okay, so we're going to talk about both of those. I don't like to cook. I actually spoke with a friend recently who said this. And, you know, at first it was really hard for me to figure out how to reply because I truly do love to cook. I love to be in the kitchen. It is not something I grew up doing a ton, but I did grow up around homemade food. And I saw the benefit of that and I saw the beautiful fruits of that when we all sat down to eat it, both in my home and in my the home of my Italian relatives who were always cooking so many things by hand for all these beautiful holidays and special gatherings. So I do love to cook. I don't like to cook huge ornate meals every night of the week. But for a special gathering with friends, I love that. I actually love the feeling of opening up one of my favorite bottles of wine, um, I'll even link to that, my favorite Sardinian wine right now that I just love. It's light and it feels like it goes so great with the kind of food that I love. Um, But I'm like chopping garlic and chopping onions and putting on a great playlist and sipping a little wine and it's just the best feeling. So if you don't like to cook, there's a couple things I would say. Number one, would you be open to still doing a gathering If you don't technically have to cook anything, but still creating space to enjoy a meal with people. So one of the things I would suggest is make a charcuterie board. So we have even done this as the main meal with some friends. You can even do an entire dinner of all boards. Everybody is responsible for bringing a board, maybe with a certain kind of theme or just whatever they want to put on the board. In my book, The Kindred Life, I give you the recipe of sorts, it's not really a recipe, more of like a step-by-step of how to select a great combination of items for your charcuterie board and what makes an interesting charcuterie board. That is all in the Kindred Life book. Here's what I love about cheese boards and charcuterie boards. And I know they're kind of trendy, but there's a reason why these are just perfect. A charcuterie board I believe, is one of the best shared food experiences that encourages the slow unraveling of time. It has the feeling of a special feast without anyone having to cook a thing. You don't even need plates. So from a common plate or a board in the middle of the table, you are anchored in your time together, in your nourishment. So even if you do not even want to cook for this gathering, you can still do a charcuterie board. And it's like hearty. There's cheeses, there are meats, there are dips, there are fruits and vegetables, and there's so many variations that you can do. So 
just consider that um, if you really don't like to cook that um, how about assembling something is that a good substitute and it's also something that people can join you in another option is you know maybe you just are the one that provides the space in your home or your backyard and everyone else um, brings the food kind of like a potluck and you agree to just um, provide the space for people and maybe you just help assemble things and chop things up so those are a couple options for you but if you don't like to cook if you're one of those people will you just give it a chance to have this gathering and see the magic that happens when we gather around the table. It might not be something that you're used to, but if you give it a chance, I really, really believe that something beautiful will unfold because I've seen it happen time and time again. And I do believe it's how we're wired that sharing meals with people really is an elemental part of who we are. And I want you to experience that. The other roadblock is I don't know what to make. I get it. I totally get it. That's why I'm going to give you tons of recipe ideas. And I'm going to give you a sample menu, just a plug and play with recipes that I love. Okay, so I have got you. The way of kindred is doing this with other people. Please don't feel like you have to have this amazing spread that's like ready to be photographed when people walk through the door. That's not at all what what we're doing here. Just the other night, we had some friends over for dinner, and we literally had no plan. We had both been working hard all day. We kind of were going lots of different directions, but we said, hey, we haven't done this in a while. Let's get together for dinner tonight and bring our families together. And you know what we did? We literally pulled together what was in their fridge with what was in our fridge. It was random. We ended up having kind of a taco situation But there were so many random elements. And you know what? We prepared it together. We all ate together. The kids loved it. The adults loved it. And we were together for several hours. And, you know, not having to plan this ornate menu actually made it really low maintenance. So don't be afraid of the food. You can definitely just work with what you have. And I know how this feels to have the urge to just have everything perfect when people arrive and have all the food perfectly laid out and ready to go. I understand that. But, um, you know, maybe you can just have like some cheese and crackers out when people arrive. So there's something to snack on or like chips and salsa. But don't feel like you have to have everything and let people help. And Um, Just try to resist that urge to have it all perfect. Remember that people want to have a part in it. And it makes it all the more special when you get to sit down together and enjoy the fruit of all your labor together. So for this fall menu, think crunchy, interesting fall inspired salads, homemade bread that you made yourself that yes, you can do. A soup that's made with all kinds of beautiful fall ingredients that maybe has flavors you haven't thought of, a depth of flavor that maybe you've never had before, and then a fun dessert with all the flavors of fall. These are the kinds of things I'm going to provide for you guys. All right, think of that friend that you want to send this episode to that you want to share this experience with. And please send this episode to them now and then go to the show notes and get all the links that I've provided for you with menus and food inspiration. I cannot wait to hear what you decide. Keep it simple. Keep it focused on what matters most. I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite quotes. This quote is from Chef Samin Nosrat. I love her so much. She is the author of Salt, Fat, 
Acid Heat. And there's also a Netflix series based on her book. Please watch it if you haven't already. This quote is from a beautiful scene in one of her episodes where she's gathering in her home with friends to share a meal around her table. And this is what she says. For me, cooking has never been about the food. It's about what happens at the table. Making good food accessible is really important to me. And any little way I can do that, from inviting friends over for a simple meal to making them help out in the kitchen when they arrive, just helps them feel like good cooking is within reach for everyone. My ultimate goal is to make people feel comfortable and taken care of so that they can just enjoy the moment and maybe eventually pass that kindness on to others. Cooking for them, with them, just happens to be the easiest way I can do that. Take that with you as you think about this episode and as you plan your fall gathering. I cannot wait to hear the stories that all of you will tell. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. so much for listening to this episode of the Kindred Life Podcast. I want you to know that your Kindred Life is worth it, and I'm cheering you on. If you love this episode, please subscribe and consider giving us a five-star review so other people can find this podcast. You can always find me online at christinemariebailey.com, where you can also join my email community, The Kindred Letter, so you don't miss a thing. You'll also get several freebies for signing up for my email list, including the first chapter of my audiobook and some fun free guides. You can also follow along on Instagram at Organic Bean and at The Kindred Farm. See you next time.